0: we So summer is here, and I'm pretty sure that you're probably doing some fun stuff out there. But as I mentioned before, make sure to check out our summer reading camp with some fun activities. And today, we actually have a special author. Her name is Dr. Dawn Manji, and she's going to be sharing some fun stories that maybe you can uh, perhaps start in the summer for summer reading. And it actually has very valuable lessons, so I hope you enjoy her interview. She actually shares her whole book, of Dragon's Breath, and I think it has a great, valuable lesson in there for the kiddos to learn. So enjoy, everyone. So today, everyone, I'm chatting with Dawn Menji, and she is going to not only be sharing her wonderful book, But she's also called Quinn Bernidas, and it's a wonderful book. And I'll I'll let the author, of course, tell you more about this. But it's a wonderful, wonderful story that I think you're going to like it. So welcome, Dawn, to the show.
1: Oh, thank you for having me.
0: Awesome. So Dawn, tell us a little bit about yourself.
1: I have a Ph.D. in curriculum instruction, and I've been teaching students with severe cognitive delays for over 20 years. And I write an educational series uh, based on my real adventures and my real life, my real friends. And they also include um, some of my students who have disabilities. Today, I actually brought Dragon's Breath. It's part of the Queen Vernita series. And Queen Vernita was named after my grandmother. Um, But I have a different book. It's called Dragon's Breath. And it's part of the (laughs) kingdom. It's a different kingdom. It has a king and a queen. And it's about teaching children um, to be kind when they're jealous or they're angry, and it's not okay to hurt other people.
0: Oh, okay. I, I would love to hear that story. So is this more of a a series after Quinn Vernitas?
1: Um, it's, it's just a separate kingdom within her kingdom. Uh-huh. And I believe it will become a series. Um, I actually wrote it based on an experience that I had and okay. uh, with someone that was hurting me because they were jealous and angry. And so I created... Um, the king and the queen and the kingdom, based on what was going on in my life at that time, and oh. so it, it will become. I think it will become a series. The king and queen will go on and uh-huh. have more adventures, as separate from you know the queen herself. Yeah,
0: i I, I love to I love to learn more about that book. So. In Queen Vernitas, so that we can build a little bit of background. So, what inspired you? You said it was from personal experiences, but what inspired you? She travels to all these wonderful places. And what inspired you to, to write that story?
1: Well, Queen Vernitas was actually started uh, while I was getting my credential uh-huh. and I was taking a math class, and they asked us to write a math book and create a math game. So, the original Queen Vernitas was actually called Queen Victoria. And it was based on my students. They were in in the book. And it's the calendar skills. So there's 12 months and there's 12 friends. And the queen does twelve seven different activities for each month and each friend. And so I actually got a grant from Cal Poly. And we traveled around. And my students did little skits. And I would go back the next day and explain to the children um, our students' disabilities and their behaviors and answer questions. And so it was an educational format. Well, I decided to publish it, so I named it after my grandmother, uh, Vernita, and everyone in the book was some, the children in our family, and I was only publishing the one book at the time, and then I started getting interviews. It immediately won first place in the EV Awards, which is the Independent Publishing Award out of Colorado. Oh, awesome. Yeah, and I started getting interviews, and the people were asking, well, what's next? Well, I hadn't mm-hmm. planned on doing anything next, but during right. that was in 2008, and during this time, I've just published my 13th or 14th book in the series, The uh-huh. Queen, and it's all based on my traveling. Uh, my family instilled a great, a great um, kind of need to travel, and so I have one on Alaska. Right. I have one on Baja, Mexico, New Orleans. I have two on Kona, Hawaii, and I have a friend that moved there with his wife. Well, his wife came from Kona, and so um, I wrote two books on there, on them. Uh And I just wrote one on uh, Tucson, Arizona at a beautiful bed and breakfast there. I just published one for in Wyoming um, Mm -hmm. and I'm working on the next one I'm working on is Death Valley. So she has traveled far and wide. Yes. (laughs)
0: I love that because I think that's a great thing that I think students and grownups, of course, just love knowing more about other places, of course, that maybe you you wish you or dream to, to visit. And even here in the United States, there's so many beautiful places to visit. So I love how she takes all these different, she goes into all these different adventures, takes to explore and how you go into much deeper into all those different places. I really love that. And so one of the things that I really like about that book, and you mentioned, is that they go through different experiences. And one of those was learning about the days and days of the week. Um, so what's what's the message behind the book there?
1: Well, it begins with the calendar skills. So it's for pre-K uh-huh. to first grade, and it's repetitious. And the repetition is used um, for learning uh, math skills. Okay, good. And so my books, and my books go from pre-K to seventh grade. So a child can actually grow up reading my books and they're very repetitious until they get higher because there's a lot of facts in them. Uh-huh. We have a lot of facts about animals and cultures and environments and it's they're little snippets of information. Like we went swimming with the sharks in um, Oahu. And so there's a page on swimming with the sharks and the uh-huh. queen and the queen is teaching um, the, her readers about different sharks and Kona we went to a, a sanctuary where they actually raise baby seahorses. Oh. And yeah, so I've been there several times and they show you the different stages and then at the end you the baby seahorse wraps its tail around your fingers <laughs> and you can actually take a course through them uh-huh. and have a baby seahorse sent to your home and raise it. And oh, we have yeah, yeah. turtles and manta rays and seals. And it's just kind of teaching about the environment yeah. and the, rep, the repetition. Uh, my books are really used for ESL mm-hmm. students, and they're read all over the world to teach English. Okay.
0: I, I like that you have some of the parts you said you, in this case, that were uh, learning about sharks, for instance, right? And yes. they, they had different parts of it. So are there some... So does the book come along with an instructional lesson or is that just separate or is that just separate for the teacher in ESL?
1: I haven't created any lesson plans um, as of yet, but it is used for if a child's reading the page and they like the page on the sharks or the one on New Orleans, it talks about slavery plantations. We went Mm -hmm. into the bayou and we held a baby alligator. So the child Mm -hmm. who's reading it and say they're interested in the plantation they can look up the plantation and learn more about it. I've even had uh, parents who tell me that because they're reading the books, they actually began um, traveling with their children. And they purchased the books, if they're gonna go, go to New Orleans and um, you know, they wanna learn about the plantations, they'll buy the book and read okay. the book before they go. I have one that goes up the coastline of California. Uh-huh. And um, I've had people buy them from like from Arizona they would buy them and read the book as they're going up the coastline. Oh, so okay. they're used in, you know, in, in, at home and schools.
0: So it's more like a, a roadmap. That, that's that's a wonderful idea. I think it just brings whatever you read and you go and experience it as it is. I think that's a wonderful way to, to actually engage the kiddos with not just a summer reading, but just literature in, in general, right? Because you actually experience it yourself. So, and then in Dragon's Breath. And is that, did you mention that's just a similar story? What would that be about?
1: Um, That is about, um, there was a woman who uh, didn't want me dating a man. So she actually uh, harassed me and terrorized me in my home and I had to sell it and stuff. So I I created the story based on what was happening um, to me at the time and the things that she said to me. And um, it's just a story. It was a way for me to kind of heal from what was done to me Mm -hmm. and to teach the children that it's not okay to hurt people. But the one thing that I've asked a lot, and when the children are reading it, it's wonderful to watch the comprehension that's going on, the problem solving, because they're trying to help the king solve the problem. But the one thing is that they always want the dragon to have a happy ending. Well, the dragon is doing bad things, Mm
0: -hmm. and which
1: they'll hear about in the story. But the bride, the dragon knows that she's doing bad things. She's watching okay. what's happening, and she continues to do it. So it's kind of a hard lesson for children to learn that mm. there are people in the world who do bad things, and they, they don't have remorse. Okay. You know, they yeah. are doing it on purpose, and so you can't really keep those people in your life because right. they know what they're doing. It's not an accident. Mm-hmm. So that's something that has to be explained to the children um, when they're reading the book. But and it's a hard thing to learn.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it and it's not is not an easy lesson because especially if it comes from someone that you know like it's or a friend you know those are really tough lessons to for for the kiddos because they're they're hurt and there's a lot emotions and feelings that they're going to go through and I think uh, having a book or having uh, of course your parents of course to to help them see through that there is a lesson even if that friend is hurting you in some way that it's just not good So awesome. So I can't wait to to, um, listen to your story. So whenever you're ready, um, let's go ahead and share your story.
1: All right. All right. Dragon's Breath. Once upon a time, King Teddy and Queen Giggles shared a magical life together filled with love and adventure. They traveled far and wide within their kingdom sharing this magical life and writing down their tales to share with the school children of their kingdom. But sadly, it wasn't always so for them. For many years, they lived separately in different worlds. There was an evilness that surrounded their kingdom that kept them apart, and it filled their hearts with sadness. They both dreamed of one day being together and gaining their power back from the darkness that had entered their lives and kept them apart. Many years before, King Teddy had befriended an aging dragon. This dragon pretended to be good and caring, and she went around the kingdom of quails, telling stories to the villagers, convincing them to follow her. She told them she had magical powers and would help them grow bigger and better crops. The villagers were filled with hope from the dragon's promises, and they all did what she said. King Teddy gave the dragon food and a nice cave to live in for all her help with the villagers. His, her, excuse me. He wanted his people to be successful and to thrive. One day, King Teddy introduced the dragon to Queen Giggles. The king wanted the queen and the dragon to be friends as they were both trying to help the villagers. Queen Giggles tried to be friends with the dragon. But the dragon was very mean and said, I will never let the king know happiness unless he is with me. The dragon became angrier and angrier as she realized how much the king loved his queen. He was devoted to her and this made the dragon feel left out. And she was afraid he would stop making her so important in the kingdom of quails. The dragon was not powerful enough to blow fire in her anger. But when she huffed and puffed, big bellows of black smoke came out of her nostrils. Late at night, the dragon would huff and puff and blow smoke all over the kingdom of quails. In the daytime, the dragon would continue to tell her stories of hope and convince the villagers that she was there to help them through the smoke. The black smoke soon covered all the crops and flowers and cast a darkness around the kingdom that made the king, the queen, and the villagers very sad and hopeless. The flowers stopped blooming and the birds could not sing through the deep, dark smoke. King Teddy and Queen Giggles became so sad and hopeless that they lived in different parts of the kingdom of quails. They did not know what to do to make everything better. They did not know how to solve the mystery of the deep darkness that the smoke brought to the kingdom. One dark and sad night, the king was wandering around his kingdom, sick with worry for his once beautiful kingdom, and he missed his queen. He suddenly heard very strange noises coming from the field of crops. It was some sort of breathing, a strangled huffing and puffing. The king slowly and carefully followed the sound. He came upon the dragon blowing her deep, dark smoke on the crops of food that the villagers were trying to grow. It's you, dragon. You are the creature that is spreading the darkness on my once beautiful kingdom and preventing my villages from thriving. How could you do this? I believed in you, and I thought you were here to help my villagers, not hurt them. It makes me angry that you and Queen Giggles are so happy together. I'm never going to let that happen. I do not want you to be happy without me, the dragon said through the dark smoke. It is not okay for you to hurt other people because you are angry. That is not how we treat each other in the kingdom of quails. You need to leave and never come back. You are vanquished from the kingdom forever, King Teddy demanded as he pointed for the dragon to leave. The dragon put her head down, her tail between her legs, and plodded away from the kingdom. She was never heard from again. The kingdom of quails soon returned to its beautiful self. The flowers bloomed, the birds sang their melodies. Crops grew and flourished, and the stars sparkled brightly each night. King Gwiggle, Queen Giggles and King Teddy could be seen walking, hand in hand along the orange sand beach at night after spending their days ruling their lands and living in their castle, all covered in red roses. The end.
0: Oh, that was a beautiful story. Thank you so much for sharing that, Dawn. I think it's, uh, I love how mystical and, and, and adventurous it is, but at the same time, there's such a wonderful lesson to, to be learned there for the kiddos and grownups, if I might add too, right?
1: Yes. Yes.
0: <laughs> Wonderful. Thank you so much. So how can uh, how can listeners learn more about your books and more about um, the stories?
1: On my Facebook in each there's an album for each one of my books. And if you go inside the album, you can see our real, our real pictures of our adventures. And for the Queen Vernitas, my illustrator takes actual pictures of the trips we've gone on and the people in my life. And she puts them into my stories, So you can see us Swimming with the sharks and holding baby alligators. And uh, there's one that we take a yearly camping trip. And there's camping and there's kite flying and swimming in the ocean. And all of that is in the albums, which is really great for the children to see that these are actual activities that we do. But my Facebook is Don Menge1. I have an Instagram, uh, Don Menge, a Twitter, Queen Vernita. My publisher is Rushmore Press, and I have several pages on uh, their website. And you can always um, just Google Don menge or Queen Vernitas and find them there on Amazon and Barnes and & Noble um, all over the world.
0: Awesome. And, of course, I'll include all this on the show notes. So if everybody wants to contact you or check out your Facebook page, that would be awesome, wonderful. Thank you so much for joining us today, Don. And I hope you have a wonderful day. You too. And. Did you enjoy that story, Dragon's Breath? I thought it was a very fun story to, to listen to. And if you get a chance to, to check out the book, make sure to do so, along with all the fun adventures of Queen Bernitas and, of course, uh, Dawn's other books as well. So I hope you enjoyed this interview today. And I hope you check out our SpanishForKidos.com dash blog that you can learn more about fun strategies and other fun bilingual lessons and stories as well of course for your summer reading if you're looking for something fun to do over the summer. Join me next time as I either read another fun bilingual story in English or Spanish or we have another great guest like we had today. Thank you for listening to the Spanish for Kiddos podcast and I hope you have a wonderful day. Bye-bye everyone.